Three and one, let's go. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. James Rapine, if you're watching on YouTube, as you can see, the co-host of this podcast still at Paul Brown Stadium. I'm in my hotel room. I'm Jake Lisko. I just yelled for an entire game, sometimes in anger, sometimes in joy. Uh, yeah. What did you say? Get off of my lawn. Come on. Hey, come come three on. and one. Three on. and one. Three and one, three and one. What? I know I'll bring the energy. I know you can't. I know you have the energy. I see it. It's almost 2 a.m. on Friday morning and uh, and we're we're lit. We're ready to go Uh, real quick before we dive into the game. Shout out to everybody that came and saw us. That was really awesome. And that's part of the reason why uh, Jake Lisko is is a little horse. Um, But what a game, Jake. And I got to be honest with you. I was dreading. And oh I told God. this to Ben Baby of ESPN. He's sitting next to me. I was like, dude, do you know what we're going to have to say if they lose this game? Like when the Jags were about to score their third touchdown and go up 21 nothing, and obviously that didn't happen. But I was like, I'm going to have to crush them. I'm going to have to just obliterate them for doing this uh, on Ring of Honor night on a national stage. And uh, obviously, things change for the better. But uh, yeah, that was that was one of my uh, stronger feelings. Like, man, we're really gonna have to crush them later on Locked On Bengals. I was sitting there at halftime, like I was sitting beside Joe Goodberry, of course, in, in the stands, and we're like, man, is this really how this game is gonna go for us? Like, we come in <laughs> from out of town, we're we're like, man, is this really the stage we're setting for the Ring of Honor? Like Ken Anderson and Ken Riley you know, and, and Anthony Munoz are out on the field and, and we're trying to set, and it was really cool to be fair, like really cool. when they pulled the, uh, the curtain off of the names on the actual ring of honor is just below the press box outside where you're sitting right now. Uh, that was a really cool moment, but like going into it, the energy in the stadium, it was, it was rough, but like y- you mentioned this. So let's talk huge moment in the game in retrospect when they get the stop on the one half yard line and, and, you know, kind of comical going into the locker room after that, but massive stop there, right? Nothing is going right. Evan McPherson misses a field goal. And, and it's like, what just happened? This guy, this guy's center cut all the time. And uh, that kind of turns the tide of the game, right? Jacksonville starts getting and moving on offense and running the ball very well, which, yeah, shocked me that, that they ran so well in the first half, but they're doing a lot of, they're, they're moving the pocket a lot, a lot of read actions, uh, read option stuff with Trevor Lawrence and a lot of uh, counter, a lot of misdirection. Like, I, I don't know if it was on tape or not. The Bengals did not appear to be ready for it in the first mm-hmm. half, whatever Jacksonville was doing. It was hard for me to see because I'm, I'm at the end zone. Right. And um, massive stop though, to finish the half because the Bengals got the ball back, and that's huge, right? Yeah. Like, you get the ball back coming out of halftime. You score a touchdown, now you're in the game. And yeah. if it's 21-7 instead of 14-7, well, then they lose, right? Because they didn't – maybe the game goes differently. But, uh, you know, Jacksonville scoring once in the second half, and and that probably would have been enough if it's 21-0 at halftime. Yeah. It, it, no, I, I agree. It, 
it was the momentum shifter and you know they go into the half in look we talked about it with our keys i said fast start i freaking said it in they, they after the game i think joe joe or zach no it was zach zach taylor was like yeah if we get off to a faster start on offense our defense isn't out on the field as much and you know it just changes everything and he's like that that's on us and on me and i agree with that because it, they didn't and they were on their heels and it was missed field goal punt 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 end of the half second and 16 running play Second and no, 16 it, running play into third it, it, and 14 empty. Yeah. Oh, my mind. Oh, they're yeah, turning the lights off. So, <laughs> so that running, yeah, oh, they are. The lights off behind me. Yeah, if you watch on YouTube. No, good thing I did my on-field stand-up a little bit ago. Anyways, yeah, it that part of it um, was extremely frustrating. And that's the part where I was like, are you serious, Zach? Like, you have to figure this out. And to his credit, and to he the did. Bengals' credit, and now this is where we can get into the positive. And, and let's start with Zach Taylor, because I don't know if anybody in Cincinnati media has been as uh, critical of him as me uh, over the past year and a half since I've been back in Cincinnati. The fact that on a short week, you're shorthanded, no Bates, no Wouzier, Trey Waynes looks mortal, which you expect since he hasn't played in a year and a half plus. And... You're getting gashed in the run game. Your offense isn't moving the ball. They get the stop on the goal line. But I, I truly believe this. Every single person said there wasn't panic in the locker room. And it didn't feel like there was panic. It didn't feel like they were rattled. It didn't feel like the lights were too bright for any of them, from Evan McPherson to any of them. Like, I had no doubts when he made when he was going out for the game winner, he was going to make it. My story was yeah. written. All I had to oh, do was yeah. hit publish. And uh, so they didn't waver. And yeah, part of it is you're playing a bad team that's lost 18 straight and we could get into that fine. But I think part of the reason they didn't waver is because of Zach Taylor and what he's building. It helps to have number nine, by the way. And uh, man, what a, a second half it was because that that ball to chase was a freaking dime. The 44 yarder that got everything going, that got you probably excited in the crowd. Paul Brown Stadium suddenly came alive again. Oh my goodness, that ball was just a Perfect. And it was a great route by Chase and he got open uh, and obviously a, a really good catch. But well, once Joey B did that, look, that was that was Joey franchise at his best. And that those are the words of CJ Uzama, who I'm sure we're going to talk about. But he calls Joe Burrow Joey franchise and he certainly fit the bill on Thursday night. Yeah, had a bit of a tight end game. We're going to have to talk about it because we were asking this yeah. week, they're going to use mm -hmm. these tight ends. And uh, turns out the answer to that question is uh, with a wink, according to CJ Uzama. Yes, <laughs> and let's uh, let's get into that, right? Let's get into what happened in the second half and, and Joe Burrow really turning it on, Joe Mixon turning it on, the offensive line turning it on. Uh, I, I, again, I had a hard time seeing some things from where I was sitting, but Jackson Carmen also yeah. had the best pass pro rep of his life on uh, one of CJ Uzama's touchdowns. So we can talk about that too. That was really fun. So let's get into some of the second half offensive success coming up next. But first, I got to tell you about GetUpside because GetUpside is going to save you money. All you got to do is grab your smartphone, right? Maybe it's an iPhone like me or Android. So Google Play, if you have an Android or the App Store and download the GetUpside app because you're filling up at the gas pump 
I'm filling up at the gas pump. In fact, I just filled up today and I saved money with GetUpside. All you got to do, download it, and you're going to make up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas that you get. And if you use promo code TOUCHDOWN right now, you're going to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's 50 cents cash back or up to 50 cents cash back on your first fill up. So don't pay full price when you could save a little money with GetUpside. So again, download it now in the App Store or Google Play. Get Upside and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to save up to 50 cents on your next per gallon on your next tank of gas. I could use some gas for my voice, James, huh? This is Yeah, man. This is You need a little liquor. I need, need I need a, a throat loss. Yeah. I did go over to the Holy Grail before I returned to my hotel to record this podcast at what, 2 a.m.? Are we at 2 yet? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're at, we're at two. two. Joe Burrow played an incredible game. He did. He just he did. I He's mean, great. are there are there any were there, were there let, flaws let me get, let in me... his game? Like from my perspective, he didn't really make any mistakes. Yeah, um, not no. To answer, no flaws wise, didn't see any. I mean, he completed seventy eight percent of his passes, twenty five of thirty two, three hundred and forty eight yards, two touchdowns, and was just a bleeping animal. And let me tell you the animal. Let me go to the play of the day. There was a couple plays to use on right, but the play of the game that, that set up the Evan McPherson game winner. Yeah. Okay. On that jail, on the jailbreak screen, they're blitzing him, right? And they're going all at him. And that's why he checks to that. Zach Taylor talked about that after the game. That was Burrow's check. He didn't have multiple options. He had one play from Taylor. Burrow checks to it. And Uzama's never ran that play where he's catching the, the screen. And running upfield, and uh, and so they did that. But this this is the part. So we know his intelligence. You've heard us talk about it. Obviously, everyone praises him for his intelligence, football savvy, all that. The thing I loved, Jake, was the fact that he got drilled, and I don't know who hit him, but just flattened on that play, and he gets up, sees what happens, and he's just fist pumping and ah, like just crazy hype and, and that's the thing that you get with joe burrow right is the intelligence the competitiveness uh all rolled into one and, and you saw it on that play i think that was it so because it's one thing to come back it's another to cap it off and, and to overcome a hold by quentin spain overcome a false start uh i i don't i forget who did the fall was it jackson carmen on that drive jackson i don't know there was a false start. Yeah, yeah 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 so there were multiple penalties and and he Sees it. He sees the blitz. He knows. I, I think it was a cover zero blitz. I think that's what it was. I think uh, I have to go back and look and, and see what they said. And he was like, yeah, I saw it. I knew they were going to be doing some of the Baltimore defense. He was like, so we audibled and boom, 25 yards later, CJ Uzama is a hero. Burrow got flattened, but he's getting up and he, he's screaming. And it, that's, that's the, that's why everybody in that locker room thinks he's Joey franchise plays like yeah. that. It's what a play. I'm looking at the uh, the EPA numbers for this game from ArbysDM.com, runningbacksdon'tmatter.com. Uh, CJ Uzama leading the way for Bengals non-Trenton Irwin skill players, by the way. Trenton Irwin on his one play, highest EPA per play that he was involved with. Joe Burrow, one of his best EPA games in his career, by the way, 0.44, I believe. EPA oh. per play, which is very, very high. 
by by comparison, Trevor Lawrence was at 0.25. That 0.44 is in the 91st percentile of EPA per play. So really, really good game there. And I mean, that was obvious. Like we said, we talked about it. I mean, he he was he was flawless in my opinion. He had one pass batted at the line of scrimmage. That was a scary moment uh, for, yeah, for me sitting in the stands. I, I couldn't really tell. It looked like it was definitely pickable. A lot of underneath stuff in this game, and and um, really took advantage of what what to me looked like a lot of too high. Jacksonville didn't want to get beat deep outside. They got beat deep outside anyway, despite their best efforts. Mm-hmm. And it looked like they were showing a lot of too high in this game. And and all I was screaming all game is throw it up the seam, get get yeah. somebody up the seam and split them. And we we talk about nine eight nine, right? We talked about it with Mike. And nine eight nine, just the numbers for the patterns: two go balls outside, those are your nines, and eight inside, which is either going to going to be a post, or there's an option for that slot guy. He can cut it off and run a dig instead. Then it's not an eight anymore. But the the play concept is nine eight nine, and we're like, man, run nine eight nine. It's there. They're they're split safeties. If if they try to take away Jamar outside, you're you're going to have Tyler Boyd on the post, and mm-hmm. we're talking about it all game. But instead, instead of that. Instead of going over the top, Jacksonville wanted to keep the ball in front of them, and Tyler Boyd killed them mm-hmm. all game. They they could not handle Tyler Boyd underneath. They couldn't tackle him quick enough. Tyler Boyd had a monster game. Yeah, nine receptions on 11 targets, 118 yards. Yeah, I mean, the, look, Miles Jack's great. You'll take that all day long if you're the Bengals. Yeah. And that's what it was. I mean, they were going at it. A, a lot. Uh, the the defensive holding penalty, um, I, I believe that was nah, – was it on Miles Jack? I, 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 it might not have been. I might be getting my plays confused. My point is, Tyler Boyd versus Miles Jack, you take that all day. And, yeah, you're right. He, It, it was a Boyd game, and it was a tight end game. And, and that doesn't mean Chase didn't have his moments. Obviously, he did. Had some big catches. But, boy, oh, boy, Boyd reminding people. And the one catch, he it was a third and six. And – it was the play that he like hit his funny bone. He said after the game, oh, okay. but he caught the ball. Like I don't even know how he caught the ball. And and afterwards, because he was covered, he was there was a guy all over, and it was a corner on this play. And um, he said it was pass interference, defensive pass interference. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I'd have to go back and, and watch it really close. But I, I don't know how he caught it. He caught it with basically one hand, and it was like wrestled up against his shoulder pad and it was a huge third down play. And that's what you get with him, man. And like, that's the thing is like he, when he talked about Pittsburgh giving up, right. Like you get that edge from him. He has that edge. Cause that's what he plays with. And you saw him play with it tonight. And yeah. he just reminds everyone how good he is. Cause you know, nine receptions, a buck 18, you'll, you'll take that all day. The, the entire offense in the second half, was very impressive. I mean, when they when scored they were, on every possession. They they struggled in the first half for sure. They they should have gotten a touchdown on that first drive. What was it OPI to you? To me, so from from my first look, from 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 the end zone look, it looked like he pushed off, which I think is yeah. what the refs saw. When yeah. I saw the clip from the broadcast when I was looking on Twitter, it didn't look so bad. But no. from from my angle, it, it looked like he extended his arm and threw the guy. And I think he just ran a pretty good route and got, got a little shove in. Yeah, I think he got a little shove in, but his arm was fully extended. Yeah. So it, it looked like it was a big shove. Yeah. And he didn't even have to touch him because yeah. the way that the ball was placed, the, the moment he turned, it would have been on him. It would have been fine. Yeah. But, yeah, that completely derailed the drive because I think they score 
If that yeah. penalty isn't called, I think they score. Oh yeah. And, and then the entire game is different. Right. And, and there's, I don't know what you believe about momentum, but you know, if you do believe in momentum, then that was a big swing. That was a big swing in the game worth noting this stat line for Joe Burrow. I talked about middle of field open a lot in this game. You saw the two high safeties a lot. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's the splits left sideline. He was six of nine for 125 and a touchdown. And I think that includes uh, the CJ Uzama first touchdown middle yep. of field. Get this 16 of 16, according to PFF in the middle of the field for 179 and a touchdown. Right sideline, three of six, 44 yards. Middle of field, 16 of 16. It was there all game. And a, a lot of that, a lot of that is TB and some of that is CJ. Let me talk about the Jackson Carmen play. We haven't talked about the defense at all. We should talk about the defense. Let me talk about this Jackson Carmen play. Yeah, do Carmen. We go, we'll, we'll talk about the defense at the, after the break. Before we talk about the defense. I think it was CJ's second touchdown. And I turn around after the game or after the play. Because where we're sitting is end zone and, and they're going away from us. The, the game-winning field goal came right in my face, though, so that was cool. But um, th- this particular touchdown is going away from us. So I turn around, and I watch it on the big screen behind me. And Jackson Carmen gets his guy on the ground right away. I think it's like a snatch. He, he gets a guy, pulls him down a little bit. He falls straight on his face. And, and Riley's looking inside for some reason from right tackle. I don't know if there's a, a, a loop or something, but he was watching inside. And Jackson sees this guy come around the outside. The guy loops around the outside around around Riley reef and Joe starts to slide right. And then Joe sees a guy, Carmen sees a guy, Carmen gets a block on the guy. So he, he gets his guy on the ground and then he pulls, he, he pulls around behind reef and gets a body on this guy coming in the, the guy looping. And, and I don't know who it was. I, I apologize. I didn't watch the game on TV. It's hard when you're sitting there live, but gets a ball, gets a body on that guy. And Joe has time to slide left and, and make a throw. And it's just, an A plus, in my opinion, I need to watch it again. But to me, watching it live and on the replay, fantastic rep from Jackson Carmen that that was a game changing play. And credit him for that. Credit him for that. I didn't watch him all night, but I did watch that, and that was a really good play. Yeah, I that's uh, I I didn't notice it, so I'm glad that you pointed it out. And hopefully that that's what he can do. I mean, he didn't. He obviously didn't derail the Bengals' offense. Right? Not too so, much. Uh, he, he, uh, yeah. he did have some issues, but, he, you know, he wasn't perfect, oh, not, but he was good enough. Yeah, he was good enough. It, exactly. And, and that's where I'm at with with a, a young kid like that, a rookie. And, and especially if he's going to make plays like that, the high end plays that allow Burrow to to roll, to move. Great and, awareness. And to open things up. Great awareness. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, it, it's it's tough. He made his NFL debut four days prior error and first NFL start. And then he's got to play again. And. You know, just, just recovering from that alone mentally, I'm t- it was such a high winning in Pittsburgh for these guys. And th- the fact that they were able to, to do it is uh, a, a good testament to them considering they were in a hole. But, yeah, it, it's good to see Carmen because everyone's going to be focused on him and this offensive line moving forward. And another clean, relatively clean game for Joe. He got sacked once. Um, yeah. I don't remember what happened on that play. I think it was a play action shot play. And and as soon as he turned around, Smoot was yep. in his face. Um, he got sacked a second time, but the defensive holding. Right. Um, That's right. Was called. So. That's right. I was in, I was in shambles in the stands, head in hands. Oh, there's a flag. There's a flag. Say people behind me. And you take that. You take those uh, real quick before we go to the defense. 
some more stats from PFF here. The earlier splits for the the passing splits for Joe Burrow, that's from PFF, also from PFF. Uh, Jamar Chase had eight targets. His average depth of target tonight, 11.4 yards. They were targeting him downfield. Two gains of 15-plus yards. Tyler Boyd, 11 targets, 7.8-yard average depth. So they're targeting Tyler underneath, obviously. Two gains of 15-plus. His yards per route run tonight, 4.21. And that kind of sounds like nonsense. That's a really high number. You think you run like, you know, 40, 50 routes a game. Four, four yards per route, very high number. CJ Uzama, six targets, 3.8 yards per route run. Again, very, very high number. And all of it underneath, 6.3-yard average depth of target. And three 15-plus-yard gains. I mean, touchdown, touchdown, setting up game-winning field goal. Have a game, <laughs> CJ Uzama. Have a game, That's CJ right. Uzama. And, and sorry, one more note before we go to defense. I was sitting next to Joe, right? And we're watching this game. We're like, man, why is Trent Nerwin on the field? And, and we're talking, we're talking smack about you know wh- why can't we get Auden Tate on in these formations and then you know the play starts and then Trent Irwin catches a 25 yard pass I'm like oh I guess that's why he's on a little back shoulder yeah <laughs> yeah making plays man let's talk defense that was a tough talk- catch it, it was a great catch great play yeah. I mean that that's what we saw a camp from him right just making mm-hmm. those making those tough plays making the catch being reliable let's talk about this defense James I'm going to shut up for a second and uh, we'll, we'll talk about the defense's effort in the second half once they figured out what Jacksonville was trying to do for them coming up, kind of trying to do with them coming up next. The Bengals scored 24 second half points. And you know why they probably did that? Because they are on the built bar plane and they had a bunch of built bars at halftime. I can't confirm it, but maybe I am confirming it. Look, I talk about built bars all the time at our event uh, on Wednesday night. Everyone's mentioning Built Bars to me, and I, I love it because they're the number one protein bar on the planet, and I want everybody to know about them. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They taste amazing, and whether you want the salted caramel or the double chocolate or the mint brownie or the cherry barcia or the list goes on and on, cookies and cream, maybe a little cookie dough, you can get it, and it's going to fit your macros. High in protein, low in sugar, low and calories perfect for you. So check them out right now at built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and you're going to get 15% off your first order. Again, built.com promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. Hey, before we talk about the defense too much, did did you get injury updates after the game? I didn't see anything. I know Larry Ogunjobi left the game. He, I, I heard mixed reports. I heard he came back, but I never saw it myself. And Joe Mixon was limping on the sideline, I noticed, toward the end of the game. Yeah, Zach said that Joe Mixon's injury was minor. He would have to confirm it. You know, it was right after the game. He was like, but he, he didn't think it was something serious with Mixon. But you're right, he didn't finish the game. As far as Ogunjobi, didn't get an update on him. I do believe he returned. Okay. But I, I, I would have to check that to confirm, much like Zach Taylor had to check on Joe. So uh, hopefully nothing too, too serious for either guy. Yeah, I was a little bit concerned when when Ogan Joby went out because, you know, you lose a guy on a very, very strong rotation and you get guys starting to get fatigued and you're getting run on a little bit. But turned out OK. Trey Hendrickson. Really nice game. He should have had a sack. I was there a defensive hold on that play? Like legitimately to Von Bell hold because I obviously couldn't see it. I, I actually I couldn't see it either because I didn't see it live and then replay wise. I I mean I could find it on Twitter probably right now, but no, I, I couldn't see it. 
According to Paul Daner Jr. I mean, I've seen some people say he held. According to Paul, he's like, yeah, Von Bell tried to hold and he missed. <laughs> he, he, he reached out to try to grab him and, and he missed. And, but regardless, Trey Hendrickson had a really nice game. He had six pressures according to PFF. I mean, and it was visible when we were there. Mm-hmm. He was a guy that was making Lawrence get off his spot, forced to throw away, I believe, on third down at some point in the game. Late in the game, important uh, decision. Was was that actually the last throwaway before Urban Meyer punted on fourth and four from the 50? Might have been. Trey Hendrickson, really nice game. Yeah. No, it it was a really nice game. The last throwaway. Oh, yeah. You're talking about was he pursuing Trevor on that third down? What, wasn't you, wasn't Trevor Lawrence flushed out of the pocket on that play? Am I, am yeah, I confusing he, with another? Play? No, no, you're right. No, he was flushed out, and and, and he, I think he did throw it away. I believe it was Trey Hendrickson. By the way, Trevor Lawrence is a freak. He's Anyways, good. He's, he's good. really. I can't good. believe I can't believe Urban Meyer punted the ball on fourth and four from a from his own fifty or from the there's no your own fifty from the fifty, and he was never getting the ball back. What what are you doing, coward? Well, well, you, well, you know what he would say. This phantom defensive holding is what cost us because we were going to get the ball back. Now I'm not saying that's true, but you know, you know that's part okay. of it. But uh, yeah. But while while we're on on defense, I agree with you on Trey Hendrickson. I don't know what the hell Logan Wilson is doing. Oh my! Maybe God. he's eating he's eating twelve built bars on the sidelines. This dude double nickel fifty five is a he's a baller. This guy, man, I d- double digit tackles again. I noticed them all the time. I got the Thumping. little stat guys. I, I got the little stat guys behind me that that do the the stats and they're they're talking. They're really loud at Paul Brown Stadium, and you know they're doing their job. It's fine. But you know how many times I heard 50, 55, 55, 55 yeah. with the push out, fifty five. He's all over, man. I mean, he's a baller. He, I in, in the goal line I've, play, the goal line another, play. That's all him. It's another. Yeah, it's another. It's another guy. That it's just to take you back to to my game experience. It's another guy. I lean over to Joe. I'm like, man, Logan Wilson. We got a linebacker, man. Like he was playing with swag tonight too. You notice that? Like he is playing so so confidently. He's hitting guys hard. He's. He, I mean, the stop on the goal line is is so important to the game. He's flying around the field. Uh, note from PFF on the linebackers. The linebackers collectively, Akeem Davis, Gaither, Jermaine Pratt, Logan Wilson, allowed only 17 yards total in the passing game. And credit Jermaine Pratt, by the way. Um, there's a play in the second half where Lawrence is is scrambling right, and Jermaine mm-hmm. Pratt is, is chasing him a little bit. But he realizes, I don't know if he feels it or if he sees it, he realizes there's a crosser coming behind him. And he just backs off of Lawrence just enough to take that window away. And then Lawrence has to try to run for it. And he gets like a three yard gain, sets up the third and four instead of finding his guy who got space. I, I mean, the guy was open. I think it was a crosser. It might've been a flat from a tight end or something. I think it was a crosser. And I think it was in Mike Hilton's coverage. Mike Hilton had a, had a bit of a struggle tonight. I don't know if he was maybe a little bit hurt, um, but he got picked on a little bit on underneath stuff um, and, and run after catch stuff. But Really good play to highlight there from Jermaine Pratt. I talked to Mike about that one after the game. I found Bengal stands in the stands after the game. We talked about that <laughs> Jermaine Pratt play. We both noticed that one. Yeah, and he uh, he wrote about Jermaine Pratt before the game too yeah. uh, on his film review this week. So really impressive. Good, yeah. Since we're on the topic of linebackers, too, Akeem Davis Gaither with it was in the first half. 
I believe, yeah, it was in the first half, the, the batted pass, the pass. Deflection. Oh, yeah. I, I, that was one. My hat came off my head. I'm like, That's oh, I, first thought, I thought he was going to pick it. I thought he was going to oh, pick my. it. Yeah. From my I mean, angle, he, it looked like he had a chance. It was a great yeah, play. Yeah, it was a heck of a play. And it's like, you start to see those, and it's like, man, these young linebackers. Yeah. All right. You know, they're, they they're were talking them up at camp, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and that's the thing is as bad as this defense was at times. First time you gave, yeah, you gave up twenty one points, and you didn't have your best player, you didn't have yeah. your best corner, like that is going to hurt you. It just is. Now I get it. The Jags lost DJ Chark, and that that changes things some. But still, I think they did overall. You take that, especially the point total, the twenty one points. Sign me up for that. I thought the Jags might score more than 21. So sign they me up for have. that. They should have. They should Punting have. fourth and four from the 50 doesn't help your cause. Not getting in from the one half yard line, you know, I mean, totally changes the game. And, and a lot of plays did. Game changer. A lot of, yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of plays did go Jacksonville's way in this game, to be clear. Like they mm-hmm. got a bailout penalty when the Bengals should have gotten off the field at some point. They converted their fourth down. The Bengals missed a field goal. Oh, uh, not Omar. Jamar pushed off. You know, he got the got the OPI, and you know, so so there's quite a bit that that did go Jacksonville's way, or or they made the plays. It's not just luck, right? Like there's skill involved there, and, and credit Jacksonville. You know, they came out with a game plan that I don't think the Bengals were all that prepared for, and the Bengals, to their credit, figured it out. They found ways to move the ball. They identified the vulnerabilities, and Jacksonville didn't figure it out and adjust back and. Joe Burrow used his, I know the playbook, like the back of my hand knowledge to get him into the play to win the game. And you did, take did it. You, did you see him? Cause I know you went to his suit shop. Did you see his pregame look? I did not No. Okay. It's okay. The suit. Awesome. As always, my man was wearing some Clark Kent glasses. This dude <laughs> showed up to Paul Brown stadium. I swear to anybody go go look i saw the video of it and i I thought to myself oh my god that's superman i didn't say anything i wasn't going to tweet it i didn't say anything and then this dude went out in the second half and played like superman i i mean and he's trevor lawrence's crypto now because trevor has had double digit leads twice on joe burrow and twice burrow has has come back against him and that uh how about that and the the other thing what we i talked about urban a little bit you got to believe right now as we record this at 2.22 in the morning, Joe Burrow is like, I got him. Yeah, bragging rights. Like, you you know he's doing that wherever he is, whether he's at his house or playing yeah. video games or something. I bet he's still up. I Riding yeah, that rush, up. riding that he's wave. Up. Yeah. Everybody's up, man. I went over to the banks after the game, and the lines for the bars, there's like a stretch of like, I don't know, three, four bars over there. Or yeah. like fully, like probably four or five people thick across the street, like from from the from the from the door of the bar to the building on the other side of the street. <laughs> and I'm trying to meet some people, and um, I was like, "Look, the line is like 500 people long. Maybe I'll see you next time." <laughs> it's yeah. Not happening. That's my <laughs> night. Then then I got back to the hotel. Met some great people, though. So if you said hi at the game, great to meet you. If you said hi at a bar after the game, great to meet you. I uh, I got tired by the end, so if I was short with any of you, apologies for that. I just was a little bit tired, but great to meet a bunch of people. So appreciate everybody that came out, and that was a great show. 
what they put on at Paul Brown Stadium. It was fun to be there in person. It was fun to yell. It was fun to lose my voice. Fun to celebrate with people. And three and one, you take it. If you would have said three and one before the season for the first three games, four games, you would have taken it, right? Sign, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, real quick, did we mention Evan McPherson yet? I don't. My guy is is cold blooded. Yeah. Cold, he's a cold you know blooded what? killer. I was worried about him because at halftime he was taking kicks to to warm up. After halftime, he missed one. Yeah. He missed like a forty yarder wide right. I'm like, uh oh. And then he made you his one. He missed one at halftime, man. Like, I don't call him money for nothing, Jake. I saw people. I don't call stands. him. Money I saw for people nothing. in the stands doing this. But Were they? Oh, you see people, people try to hate it. It's a good one, man. It's a good oh, one. Especially All right, let's get out of here. Especially when you're banking money like that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get out of here. 24, 21. I don't know if we've even said the score 24, 21. Evan McPherson walks off on Thursday night football. They outscored the Jaguars in the second half, 24 to seven. All I need to see now, James, a complete game and a victory against a, a good team. And we have a good chance coming up here. We got a long week. We'll be back on Sunday. I'll be in Florida. I'll have had a chance to watch the game on TV copy, and we'll get some thoughts out there, and then we're into a new week. Until next time, Bengals fans, day and have a good one. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.